Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. On Society 13 Networks. Radio. I'm Dave, and um, it's the holidays. We're all miserable. <laughs> There's no time for anything. Why is that? I mean, it's just a million things to do, and no time to do it. I, uh, I, everybody, a lot of things are coming to a head. Good things, good things. We have great guests tonight, too. Um, Morpheus Laughing, great band. Friends of mine, actually. Uh, one guy that's uh, no stranger to these airwaves. God, we have to come up with something new to say instead of that. All our shows, Red Horse Radio, Wicked Library, Lift, um, our new show with Martise, uh, The Pop-Off. No stranger to these airwaves. We, we have to change. We have to come up with something new. Anyway, but Arvin Clay is back. Uh, you may remember him from the Screen Park days, special effects, master, musician. And he brings along Derek Pegretz. They are the heart and soul of... Morpheus laughing, and we'll see what you guys think. I know I like it, but in the meantime, things that are coming to a head. I, I mentioned that just a couple of seconds ago. Um, a lot of my friends uh, have films coming out, and uh, Blood on the Real is already out. I, I've he's had several. Uh, Johnny Daggers has had several um, premieres. I know nothing local here in my area, but I've already seen the film. It's fantastic. I I loved. The movie, it's an independent, independent film about making independent horror films. And he, it's definitely a masterpiece. I check out Blood on the Real. Go to Johnny Daggers on Facebook. Dagger Vision Films on the internets. Uh, let's see. Origin of the Species. One of the, one of the four films. There's Rawhead, 
uh, the Jones Revelations. This is Roger Sampson's uh, uh, horror anthology coming out in, um, I guess it's going to be in the new year sometime, uh, called Forces of Horror. And I have seen all four films. Um, myself and Heather will be hosts in the film. I will be shooting that stuff very soon, probably just before Christmas, just to complicate matters more. But it, highly enjoyable. I, here, I should just read what I got here for you. Only way to explain it is to go right to the Facebook page itself. Um, go to the Forces of Horror Anthology page on Facebook. But basically, you got these four films with five of the same actors. All right, four different short films, same five actors, one location. The Forces of Horror Anthology series, Volume One. Interesting. That's Roger Sampson, the man behind that. Check it out, Roger Sampson, spelled like it sounds. But go to the Facebook page, give him a like. The films are out and they're doing well. He's making some noise with these things, man. I'm so proud of him. Great guy, too, by the way. And in other news, gosh, uh, oh, today's Jack Davis's birthday. Jack Davis directed The Chop, which will be coming out, I, I think, in the new year sooner than these other ones. I'm not sure the actual date. But Jack Davis and Carrie Jubilee, I want to thank them for that one. Thank them for getting my head blown off in the film. And once again, if you want to see that, here's your chance. Called The Chop. Uh, that will be coming out soon. I have not seen this one yet in its entirety. I can't wait. And uh, in, in, big news once again. I, I've been busy and out of it for a while. Um, it's actually on the uh, the shoot for our buddy John Russo, the co-writer of the original Night of the Living Dead with director George Romero. Well, John Russo has a new film coming out. It's his next zombie flick. It's a horror comedy called My Uncle John is a Zombie. And I got to be not just on the set, I got to be in it. I got to be a zombie. Living the dream, folks. Living the dream. Much blood. Much blood. Much violence. Uh, beautiful women. If, you know, the, the blood and the violence don't get you there, well, I want to thank John Russo. And, of course, Salone Sangaris, who is one of the film's stars, along with Debbie Rochon. And um, Mr., of course, uh, Gary Lee Vincent, uh, the producer. We shot it on location in, in Clarendon. Pittsburgh, PA, yay, on the map once again. But without further ado, let's get to Morpheus laughing. Thank you, folks. As always, find me at at Fairly Dark on Twitter. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that's well here. In the dark, things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories, all bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www. .fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work.
still here? Okay. Let's play a game. <laughs> Again? Yeah. Hey, Ren! What? Are you still angry with me? Yes, I'm still awake. Wait a minute. What are you hiding? Oh, nothing! He right. does this, like, so well. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, okay. I, I, so I I'll give I've you, like, a, re a regular web. Okay, there we go. This could be a good outtake, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. I, my mic is a little bit low. I'd stop what you're doing, cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny. But y'all are making money, see? So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. God. You can't, I you can't not, not start singing, or end singing once you start it. Um, yep. It's actually one of my favorite songs to do at karaoke. <laughs> And let me tell you, this guy, he throws it down, man. Yeah, I believe it. He goes in. <laughs> well, without any further ado here, I, I can't, I, that's the best intro I've had in a while. Um, I'm here, well, we have a repeat performer, of course. Um, Mr. Arvin Clay is back with his band, Morpheus Laughing. And uh, we have a newcomer, and he goes by the name of Pegwitz. It's Derek Pegwitz, uh, but everybody knows, everybody knows who last name. Well, have you guys known each other for a long time? or A long time. What's yeah. a long time? Well, uh, Derek and I actually started, uh, well, we met um, in the year of our Lord Prince of 1999. Yep. And um, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we we just kind of started, um, we, we started talking because we both had like mutual interest in like weird electronic music and people knew that we both had the interest in weird electronic music. So it was like, hey, you guys need to talk. Yeah, and they literally just, you know, my friend uh, at the time, Allison, she said, here, you need to meet this guy. She dragged me over and she said, hey, Arvin likes Skinny Puppy too. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 what brought us together. And then there was a night where uh, Derek came over to visit and we were going to record something with uh, my band, or my, my roommate at the time. And it just wasn't quite working out. And then Derek and I started on this thing and we're like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay, this is kind of awesome. And that's actually where like right from the top. You guys yeah, just yeah. Like yeah, more, yeah, we actually started recording as Morpheus Laughing like 15 years ago. What kind of equipment do you use when you're recording? And I mean, is this something you can just go into a studio and use? Are you sitting there with a keyboard? What, what exactly? How, what, I don't, I don't understand the process. We are laptop virtuosos. Okay. Um, yes. I, yeah, I mean, we, we use a lot of software only because, I mean, at this point, it, it, it almost doesn't make sense for, for two schlubs in Pittsburgh to have like a giant studio because A, it's, you know, it's cost prohibitive, but more so, I mean, we can actually go in and we can have an arsenal. I think, I, you know, like I have like 40 software synthesizers that I can bring up at any time. Wow. At least. Jeez. And, and the best part about the uh, software synthesizers is that even the, the analog modeling ones like the CSV80, uh -huh. uh, the Artoria programs, and they're, they're amazing. They're amazing. They sound so good. And instead of having a large physical object taking up space, mm. it's all inside the computer. And the only thing we need to, to actually play with mm. or input with is nothing more than a MIDI controller. A little hand, uh, lap, laptop sized uh, MIDI controller. Uh, 16 keys and some knobs and buttons we can tweak. That's incredible. I, I just realized I left the TV on in the other room, so I need to go turn that down. No, 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 Personal, no, no, no. Yeah, right? Nah. Personal addiction with uh, current events right now. I, you know, 
things are a little dark. I don't know if that helps you guys, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It does? Always. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We take a lot of inspiration from uh, current events and um, just just bad, nasty stuff in general. Yeah. Yeah, that's a first for me that I left the TV running like that yeah. while I was recording. But don't worry, kids. Happens all the time on live radio. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Well, usually... I have a dog running around here, and you right. remember that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the current one is at the doggy daycare, Aww. so we're not going to be interrupted today. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Skinny Puppy, speaking of which, nice little segue. Um, I heard it in the first, well, actually, the second song that you sent me, Arvin. Um, yeah. Asuka Isn't Dead? Uh, uh, yeah, Asuka Is Not Dead. Is yeah. Not Dead. Yes. Yeah, that, that, I think that's my favorite of the three. It's yep. creepy as all hell. Definitely some Skinny Puppy influence for oh, yeah. anybody out there that is into that. The original industrial, I mean, that... Do you call yourselves industrial at this point? Um, I mean, we, we're, we've got like industrial leanings, but honestly, like it, it's just, like I said, we're like two schlubs in Pittsburgh who play kind of dark electronic stuff. You and know? that's, that's exactly how I describe it is it's, it's just darker electronic stuff with a very horror slash sci-fi edge. Oh, it's creepy. It's definitely yeah. creepy. I, I left a, a permanent uh, resin in my brain after listening to it three three times. What is that song about? Um, honestly, it's it's actually a reference to uh, anime. Okay, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, um, and it's yeah, it. exactly a suka. Um, and it's basically all about the breakdown of her psyche um, because. The type of mental disorder that she has, it, it's commonly misconstrued as narcissism. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, because her outward um, appearance is like very sort of strong. She's very, very strong personality. But on the inside, she just kind of crumbles. Yes. Um, it's her insecurity, which yeah. really forces her to create this outward um, shell mm-hmm. of strength. That is completely hollow. I mean, yes. she she looks she she comes across as being very very strong willed and very very in control. Uh, actually, even extremely controlling. Yeah. And but it's inside, all insecurity, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It's all insecurity and and uh, just lack of faith in herself and constant self questioning, which is something. Believe me, I can identify with very very much. Yeah, and it's you know we we kind of took the uh, the. The doll imagery, because like her reoccurring theme was her mother had this doll that she seemed to love more than Asuka. So that that's actually why we did, you know, uh, lyrically, I'm your perfect doll, coveted from afar, display gaze focused, playing soldier for the boys. Um, but then so that that's like her outer face. But then on the inside, you know, she just sees everything that's wrong with her. Uh, all I see is cracked uh, is white cracked paint. All I see is broken joints. This is your perfect doll. This is your perfect doll. And so she's just like very, very critical of herself. She knows like, I'm just I'm disgusting, but I can't let anyone else know that. It's wild. OK, that's a, that, just to hear a song about an anime character. I think that's new for me. I don't think there are that many. Are there other than the songs that are in the anime? Um, um which, th- you'd actually be surprised how many, yeah? uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I've heard like stuff, uh, based on Akira, Ghost in the Shell, like that kind of stuff. We just kind of. Akira, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Ghost yeah. in the Shell's a real big one because I'm a, I'm a pretty hardcore transhumanist and, um, I like all things cybernetics and robotics and things like that. And, um, I listen to a lot of electronic music and just naturally there's a, there's a, a lot of folks who really, really tune into the, the themes behind Ghost mm-hmm. in the Shell. There's also some great samples from it, you know, great lines of dialogue that I've heard multiple, multiple times. Um, but it served as a, that, that particular, uh, movie slash series mm-hmm. has really, really served as a, a, a great source of inspiration for so many people. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I, I, that I could. Oh man, once I started watching that one, I could not finish watching it. I just that's all there was to it. It was like, and I, at that time you could still rent it. And I used oh, to go yeah. to Incredibly yep. Strange Video. Uh, Bruce Lentz, R.I.P. You know, Bruce. Yeah, I, I love that place. Me too. So much, Everybody man. does. Have you seen his band, Bruce Lentz? He, he's in a yeah. He's in a uh, well, not necessarily hardcore, but a punk band. Yeah, I've seen. I saw them open for Prong. Believe it or not. Oh wow! Not too long ago at the Moose. What are yeah. they called? A year ago. I can't remember right now because he's been in three bands and I can't keep track of them. Um, it'll come to me. Yeah. Oh, Volcano Dogs. Oh, there we go. Me. Volcano oh, that's Dogs. A cool, that's a cool name. Yeah, he yeah. gets he gets out off the stage and into the crowd and, and you know screams in your face for a while. Bruce is Bruce. You know he's always going to be that way. Yep. But yeah, off topic there. Um, as you can see behind you there, uh, Robotech was my thing. Oh, uh, yeah. As far oh, as anime, huge oh, yeah. Robotech. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Opened, that yeah. opened the door for me. Yeah. I was always into the Invid. Yeah. Like they were my favorite. That's everybody's favorite when you talk Robotech. Because uh, the, the the Cyclone motorcycles, yeah. people love that. But the Invid were badass characters. Oh yeah, they're. I mean, they're they're car- like, like their carapace designs and whatnot were just. I I just love the fact that they were so in in sectile mm-hmm. and um just their their mentality was so foreign and so alien compared to the Robotech masters and the Zentradi who were basically just humans. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Invid were a whole nother thing. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Do you ever finish uh, reading the books and have the circle, the Sentinels Every and all this? Every single one of them. Yes. And then there's the latest ones. The Shadow Chronicles was a great movie. Did you yes, see that? Yes, that was superb. I'm supposed to do something else with that, but I don't know. I don't know. There, there are Invid floating around here somewhere. I I'm shocked, only not. <laughs> I know, right now, it's because, well, I have to change things up in here every now and then. There's a, no. lot, of, there's a lot of stuff. No, 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 you you don't. Um, and, it's, and it's especially topical with The Force Awakens yeah. coming out. And, yeah, Star Wars uh, has to be out right now. Yeah. I, I was oh, going to yeah. pack it all up and then uh, nope. Heather said, no, 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 you, no. you leave your Star Wars stuff yeah. up. Huh? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I did yeah, that. So. Yeah. But <laughs> aside from that, who, which of you does most of the writing? Do you do it together? Uh, well, you, you mean, like, as far as the songs go? Yeah, like, well, well, we we actually have like a really really simple um, arrangement. Um, yeah. I'm I'm the sound designer. Like a, like yeah. I'd say ninety yeah. percent of of all the sound that's actually created for the band. I'm doing. I'm tweaking synthesizers. I'm chopping up samples. I'm you know tweaking drum sounds. And then what I'll, I do is I put the uh, sounds together into actual songs. Nice. Yeah. And sometimes it'll start where because I, I think like last week I was homesick and I just had my laptop on my uh, on my stomach and I sort of banged out a little beat, um, put some synths on it, and I played it for Derek. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm, this isn't going to go anywhere. But I thought it was neat. And Derek's like, what? Are you kidding me? No, no, no. This is a song. This is the beginning of a song. It was absolutely fantastic. Fantastic, and I I said this has to go somewhere, and we've started layering stuff on it, and it's what about two and a half minutes long now with just all kinds of of, of weird, weird synth changes <laughs> and, and whatnot. It's it's going to be a very very uh, complex track that just there's a, there's a lot going on and it switches up a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well I'm already there. Um, I don't know. Is it time to play a song? Maybe uh, let the audience hear what you. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Which, uh, what are you thinking? Should we go with Asuka or should we go uh, with Nancy? Well, I know Nancy is your favorite. It's it, yeah. Until I heard Asuka, yeah, uh, Nancy. I oh, played yeah. it. Yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Played it at the Halloween party this year, and people were like, "What is this?" And as usual, I I have to explain where these yeah. things come from. And, yeah, but they're not terribly surprised that I play something that's just completely new and out there, and it, it's awesome. So and when are, when Arvin and I wrote that song too, we decided that we wanted to do it as a kind of 
uh, Halloween tribute song. Yes, perfect. Something yeah. that, you know, it would be, it would be perfectly apropos to play at a Halloween party or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And plus, I mean, it's, it's, you know, uh, a tribute to Wes Craven. Absolutely. I mean, oh, know. the timing. Oh, yeah. God, that's another yeah. one. He's missed. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I, I, I didn't quite get over that one yet. So, so without any further ado, I guess we'll play, we'll go with Nancy Thompson then. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right, folks, stick around.
Okay, as usual, uh, well, the best conversations always happen off air. Um, you just heard Nancy Thompson, and that's a tribute to uh, Wes Craven. Yep, yep. And uh, an ode to Halloween. Um, and we were just discussing uh, remakes and what I thought they should do is a nucleus jam on it, since we are... We know you guys are fans of rap. Um, but I also did a uh, I did a cover of the Whisper song by Yin Yang Twins. It's on <laughs> yeah. my SoundCloud, and that song is so embarrassingly bad. Oh my god, it is literally one of the worst worst songs I've ever heard. So of course I had to do a cover of it and try to make it cool. So I made it. I, I kind of like serial killered the lyrics up a little bit, you know. And uh, um, I, I did it very. It's very very tongue in cheek, but. Uh, I do actually. I've done hip hop production for uh, some some friends of mine. Oh yeah, some friends of mine who are MCs, and uh, I one of the one of the cool things about uh, Morpheus laughing is that a lot of our influence comes from uh, a lot of our musical influences come from a very very wide range of sources. Oh, I, mean, I know that. I know Arvin, and I know his scope. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, I got I I bring uh, a lot of Prince, a lot of hip hop production. Um, cool. A lot of. Uh, Old school industrial, um, old school synth soundtrack type stuff. Do you We're, go like Chem Lab when you say old school industrial, or like more Skinny Puppy? More like Skinny Puppy, Frontline Assembly, the, oh, yeah, the more go. electronic uh, types of acts. Yeah, Very and cool. uh, we we actually just discovered like last day. This is you know speaking of the old school stuff. We just discovered a record that was in my collection um, that I'm like I don't know where it came from, <laughs> but we um, we you know we, we're looking it up online. We're like. This is like an unknown industrial gem. Like it was a, a just. It's a band called Artillerymen on a Toot. Yeah, I which is one of the uh, wow. goofiest names ever. And I looked it up on uh, YouTube. the The album is called "If It Rotates, We Can Control It." Are they German? No, no, they're from Rochester, New York. That's yeah, great. What year are we talking about? Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So, so the the year of Pretty Hate Machine, yeah. of Violator, of Rabies. Uh, rabies. Minus terrible thing to taste. The ministry was going nuts yeah. at that point. So they, I could see where they get swept under the rug. I mean, yeah. with all that happening. Well, it was a tiny label. Like, they, like it was never released on CD. Mm-hmm. It was a tiny pressing of records. But we were listening. Like, the, the, there's so much stuff out there like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it gets uh, lost in the shuffle. It, and, it really, and there was no, there was no medium for it. There was nowhere to play it. Nobody was playing it on the radio. No, no. I mean, unless it was a college station, and even then, you had very what well, you're playing Gary Newman still, yeah. you know, like, yeah, uh, which he keeps coming up. I, I, ran, I ran into a DJ at work. His name is Ace. That yeah. is his real name. Do you know of an Ace? Mm-hmm. That's a D- can't there can't be that many. Yeah, um, he actually looks a lot like you. It was kinda, really, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he he is remixing Gary Newman. With, um, I believe he said, um, oh gosh, uh, ooh, I can't think of their name, Kraftwerk. 
Oh, like oh, okay. doing a mashup. Yeah. I yeah. have to hear this. I, yeah. I, I, Gary Newman is like my musical idol. Pleasure Principle is the first album yes. I ever owned. Yeah, and y- you and me both. Mm-hmm. So we, we were actually just talking about that last night because Pegritz and I... Ozzy, I had Ozzy Blizzard of Oz somewhere here too. I have to say that. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah, of course. That's my first. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm no. wa- Wasp, the last command. No. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, were, yeah. We, we were literally just talking about that last night because for Pegritz, what started him on his journey mm-hmm. was the Pleasure Principle. And you really hear it in his music. And what started it for me was um, uh, Tomita's version of The Planets. Tomita's a Japanese synthesist, and he, mm. he did a version of Hulse the Planets. But that opening to Mars, like, it just set me forward. Like, it, it was this amazing ambient opening. It's like, forget it. Like, that's that, that's it. Like, you, you hear echoes of that mm-hmm. in everything I do. That's See, awesome. Yeah, Arvin's, Arvin's uh, he, he does very, very lush atmosphere type stuff because that's what he grew up listening to. You know, that's what he really keys in on. I, on the other hand, I'm more of the melody. Booty uh, shaker. Booty shaker, yeah. <laughs> you know, I dropped in fat beats. And, uh, you know, I try to, I, I'm, I'm, I can't exactly say I'm a songwriter because I, I write really crappy lyrics. I admit it. But, uh, I do, like, create beats and, and song structures and stuff like that. You're a composer, basically. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a composer slash arranger. No. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there, no, because, like, Ode to You was probably one of the best things lyrically you've ever done. Like, it was... Okay, yeah, I'll cop to yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, every once in a while, I, I do manage to stumble upon something really yeah. dang good, and I'm quite I'm quite fond of that yeah. song. Yeah. I, it's, I'm glad you said the title, because I thought it was, you know, song two... You well, that, that's that, that's O2 the joke. O two, okay. yeah, o, because right. we we it'll probably be the second track on the album, so it'll kind of confuse, you know, ode to you, yeah. <laughs> right, well, you you got me on that one, um, but yeah, kind of very that, uh, mellow ambient, kind of soothing in a creepy way. Yeah. I, I mean, I love creepy stuff, so that that works for me. Uh, maybe we'll play that one next. I don't yeah, know. absolutely. We'll go yeah. out with uh, probably, I don't know. I guess we'll go out with my favorite one. Okay, but uh, we should definitely play that one. Which is your favorite of what? Well, actually, I know. For me, it's Ode to You. And and, and, for me, it's uh, Nancy Thompson. Okay. But together, I mean, we're both huge fans. We think we really did a good job on uh, Asuka. And I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to sound conceited or anything like that. But I really think we really nailed that one because it that, that song really has everything in it that we like everything from you know hardcore industrial sounds to uh some ambient weirdness uh just bizarre uh vocoded vocals mm-hmm. and then you know really really rough guttural stuff yeah it's all, guttural all heavily yeah. heavily uh distorted and whatnot and it's just it's kind of like every one of our influences together jammed into one song I, yeah, I heard it. Um, definitely. I, I guess really live acts. Now live, how could you do this live? What do you do? You set up the laptop. I've seen people do it. Yeah. Oh, and that, that's, that's actually I what mean, we did. Well, you know, we, Trent, Trent did it the first time around. Well, yeah. yeah well, he, he actually had tapes. Like he, he would yeah. play from a Tascam recorder and sort of play along with it. Yeah. And a lot of his early shows, it would end with him kicking the Tascam because it would screw up, uh, at the middle of it. But yeah, I mean, like for us, you know, we, we set up the laptop. Um, we use that as our controller. Uh, we're actually going to get into, Using a little more technology in our our next shows, like there's there's some stuff for the iPad that I really really want to use. It's mm-hmm. like output, um, and I have a vocal processing uh, app on my iPad that is just really fantastic. Cool. I, it's an IK Multimedia product, so yeah. give them a plug. 
Yeah. I, I re- um, <clears throat> recently saw one of my well, my gods. I saw Godflesh at um, oh, the Altar Bar, man. which is one of my. There, there. Uh, I mean, there's Ministry Pantera, and then Godflesh. I can go on, but yeah. um, their system, what they had on that stage. I mean, granted, it's two guys, bass and, and guitar, and the vocals by you know Broderick. Um, amazing. I just, but I, they had these. They look like um, they had uh, Daleks on stage. Yeah, they just had these monster systems. I couldn't even tell you what they did. You guys probably could. Big I rack you, systems with a yeah. whole bunch of effects oh, yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and the drum loops. You know, they, they oh, yeah. control everything with a touch of a button. I think he was using pedals. Yeah, to do yeah. that. They were amazing. It blew me away. I took some people with me to that show that never heard them and that walked out. We met them afterwards. Oh, too. that's cool. They were gracious enough to meet people and just great guys, man. Great guys. Um, do you guys see yourself doing something like that someday with a bass guitar on stage or Pro- probably just going with the nothing like that? Um, and I mean, realistically, like we don't actually like we, it, we, we were actually just talking this car on yeah. uh, talking about this on the way up. Okay. Like we don't necessarily want to play like a whole bunch of shows, mm-hmm. you know, um, we're primarily studio musicians. That was my next know, question. Okay. You know, but I mean, when we do play a show, we want it to, of course, be a nod to like skinny puppy. Like yeah. the, the first one, uh, one of the bands we opened up with, they, they swore that this wasn't our first show. Like they, they were like, there's no way you guys are this tight. You're wow, this focused. Um, who, 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 who was it? Uh, it was, uh, Venus and First. Oh, they, wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the guys was like, there's no way. There's no way this is your first show. And really, the, the show was only about 60% of what I wanted to do with it. Yeah, um, exactly. Like we, we were, we, we sort of, uh, to set the, the stage, we literally ripped apart dozens of VHS tapes and littered the whole stage with like tape. <laughs> There was because, so much VHS tape everywhere, and because our our shtick, like like our whore, our 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 whore, our whole <laughs> sort of um, image, uh, we're not whores. Um, it, it's sort of like well, I mean, if you give us enough money, <laughs> I guess um, an offer. Um, but uh, we we um, you know we're sort of like this weird found footage, like '80s sort of thing. Um, but with the next shows that we're doing, which will probably be in March, we're definitely oh, doing good, no. a uh, videodrome sort of uh, sort of Ooh, thing. I'm, nice. I'm doing like some some effects for uh, for Pegritz. Uh, some of our gear is just going to look like it's kind of coming out of weird uh, weird objects. And well, for those that should remember, Arvin's been on the show probably about six times. I don't know, four to six times, way back in the Screen Park days, and um, that's what you did. Yeah, effects yeah. back then. And now, now, right now, it should be uh, waking up some people. Like, oh, it's that guy again. That oh, guy, that, you know, that schmuck. Okay. <laughs> now, Pegritz, you write as well. I mean, write, yes. write. You're working on a book. Yeah, I'm actually writing a, a number of short stories. I'm working on like two or three novels. Um, That's the way it happens. One, all, yeah, all, all exactly. At once. All at once. Because what I my writing process is I, I start on something, I work on it until I get bored with it, and then I go to something else, and I work on that until I get bored with it, and I kind of proceed down the line until I loop back to the beginning and then add more. In my, and uh, yep. So I'm working on something called... Uh, I, I really don't have a title for it yet, but basically the, uh, the, the conceit is that um, there's a thing called SAMHSA syndrome, which uh, is basically um, everybody in the world starts metamorphosing into everything from giant cockroaches to squids to robots. You name it. Everyone just changes. And I wasn't um, sure you wanted to reveal that, but okay. okay go, yeah, go for it. That's the basic <laughs> idea of it. It and sounds like a lot of good music is coming away with that, with those ideas too. Oh I yeah, think about yeah. that. Oh yeah, one definitely leads into the other. I think music and writing is. It, a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I need the music to be playing sometimes to write a certain. Type Absolutely, of uh, almost every one of my chapter titles is a song title. 
generally uh, either Gary Newman, Skinny Puppy, Frontline Assembly, uh, Coil. That's what I listen to when I'm 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 writing stuff, and I always I always end up throwing in little uh, like either quotes of lyrics from what I'm listening to at the time. Or uh, I make some kind of a reference to it, yep. you know, maybe the character's listening to the same thing and whatnot. <laughs> but I mean, music is a music and literature is a huge crossover for me because um, I've, I've a MA in English and I uh, did that work, that primary work on H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Wow. Who's yeah. my, you know, literary idol. Well, hey, The Fall of Tomorrow is a big nod to that. that that's my first novel. And yeah, H.P. Lovecraft. I made my own creatures. I didn't steal yeah. it from anywhere else. And he, everything he did was so original. Exactly. So I tried. It's difficult to come up with original monsters these days. It, it is. I mean, so much stuff has been so much stuff has been done. But one thing that I've kind of uh, I don't want to say resigned myself to so much as acknowledged because a lot of the work that I did was based on um, the work of Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey, and stuff like that. All these archetypal characters and concepts that show up in mythology and stories all over the place, all over the world. So what it really did is it taught me that there isn't anything that's truly 100% original. Um, you're always going to be doing something that's been done before, but you just got to give it an individualized spin. Exactly. And um, that's not difficult to do mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Um you just need to put in a little bit of work on it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, that came up in the, the movie uh, Blood on the Real, uh, not out the Johnny Daggers film, but for about making indie, independent horror. I have one twenty-second scene in there, and they they were asking, you know, uh, you know, why why do they copy everything? They're, they're copying movies after movie. They're redoing this, and I got mad. I'm like, they they're, they're copying characters and archetypes. Meaning, like, if you watch these slashers on Netflix. It's always the same five people, and there's no original twist on any of them. But it, yeah. how, how hard is that to make a twist on one of those characters? Yeah. And, and there's, it's not. I mean, all you have to do is sit around a little bit and think about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, okay, the slasher is the slasher. Yeah. That that type of character, it's an archetypal character. You make a slasher fic, flick, it's going to be about a guy going around killing people for some reason. Mm -hmm. How that person does that is entirely up to you. So, uh, you know, if you put just a knife in the guy's hand, uh, all right, he might as well be Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a, the, the fellow be deformed in some fashion, well, he's pretty much going to be Freddy Krueger, just another, mm -hmm. another version of that. So, you know, even with that in mind, you can still do interesting stuff with that. Yeah. But, you know, you have to be willing to... Uh, Try new things and, and experiment with stuff. You mm -hmm. know, come up with. It, 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 there's there's no such thing as re, as an idea that's too ridiculous. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I created a character. It's the guy goes around and kills people with a shovel. Yeah, there you go. It's a sharpened <laughs> shovel. <laughs> but like, even like, you know, uh, we'll go back to Carrie Hill. He did use archetypes, right? But in one of those, in, in that film. There was more survivors than I've ever seen in a horror movie. Yeah. Now it's always, you know, down to two girls and one guy. You know, one girl's not going to make it. The guy's going to be cut in half at some point, but he'll almost make it. You can predict every, everything. You can almost predict who's going to survive from the first two minutes of a movie. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, but Carrie yeah. Hill did, I liked his twist where he had yeah. multiple survivors. Absolutely. And you don't even know where some of them 
end R up. at the yeah. end. And, yeah. And that was, that was fresh. Yeah. I, 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 I like that. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. I got to pay the bills with a little commercial that I do. And, uh, we want to hear, we want to hear, um, OTU, right? Yep. Okay. We're going to play that right now. We'll get right back with Morpheus laughing. Bernie Ball Publishing presents the next step in evolution of horror. David J. Fairhead's The Fall of Tomorrow. The Fall of Tomorrow is a tale of desperation told by those who are striving to salvage some hope against a ravenous passion of evil bent on ruling our world. Burning Ball Publishing presents The Fall of Tomorrow by David J. Fairhead. Available May 1st at Amazon.com and at BurningBallPublishing.com. You'll stay with me. Help me. Then we can be together the way we were before. We belong to each other now.
Welcome back, folks, friends, and fiends. Kettle Whistle Radio here with Morpheus Laughing, Arvin Clay, and Mr. Pegritz. <laughs> what did we just hear? We just heard O2U. Yeah. And uh, ambient creepiness. Uh, what was the inspiration for that one? Oddly enough, um, that was written as the closest thing that I could ever come to a love song. <laughs> All right. I like that. Um, you know, the whole idea is is – you're the only person that I ever want to be with, so you might as well just burn yourself into me like a shadow from a nuclear explosion. Oh, that's fantastic. And and lyri- again, lyrically, it's like the best thing. And and it, it was definitely one of those moments where you like perfectly channeled – without it being cheesy, but you perfectly channeled kind of like the ogre. Yeah. Sort of, oh, yeah. 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 Like, it, it was uh, – um, yeah, some of my favorite lyrical bits are, are that uh, that track. Very cool. Do you feel that do – do you get the um... – all your beats, how do I say this? Are the beats as powerful as, let's say, if you use drums or a drum machine? Do you, are you happy with what you get on a laptop? Because, again, I don't know. I've, oh. I've only messed around with Casio keyboard and beats yeah. and loops. A- absolutely, because it's so flexible. Like, like we can go in, we, we can start something, and that's usually how it happens. Yeah. Is like I'll come up with like some weird little break beat or some weird little noisy thing and then we can go back and just like add to it we can go and hey you know what this drum sounds okay but let's pull up this one mm. and fix that or let's re-engineer that let's mm. uh let's do that so or let's load up a whole nother drum machine with a whole different set of samples and layer that on top of it because that's see that's cool. what's really cool about um uh, electronic music these Layered days beats. we have we have so many so many one-shot samples of just individual kick hits, individual snare hits, uh, hi-hats, everything like that. I mean, there's there's thousands upon thousands of them. I mean, I I, I think I have something like eighteen thousand. Oh my god! And I mean, I'm never gonna You're never gonna use, use them all. <laughs> eight of that, but they're there for that moment when we need this one exact one specific sound that we're looking for. That's awesome. And the best part about it is, too, you know, we may start off something with a, a, a specific kick drum sound. And then as we're writing the, the music on top of it, suddenly that kick drum doesn't quite sound as – maybe it's too bass heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's being swallowed up by uh, the bass line. Or maybe it's just not punchy enough. Mm-hmm. Well, see, today it's trivial to go in, pick another kick drum sample, doot, 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 <laughs> hit a couple of buttons, boom, it's changed. That's amazing. What, now, I, I never knew Arvin had a musical background. What are both your musical backgrounds? Uh, where did the, how, how did this start? Um, honestly, like I, I just started uh, playing with sound. I mean, that that's always been like my my big thing mm-hmm. is just I'm I'm obsessed with with sound, with, mm-hmm. with creating sound, with manipulating it. Um, and it, it probably just comes from again like my background. Like when I was growing up, um, up through high school, uh, up through like discovering Nine Inch Nails and Skinny Puppy, nineteen eighty nine. All that I, I I listened to was soundtracks, mm-hmm. like, like literally was just that's that's it. And for Pegris, it was all like new. It's the, the same music he listens to now. It, it's like yeah. it's like all new wave. And so there there's just like for him, it was like you know learning how to how to program you know tracks like that just made sense. And soundtracks, yeah. that's something you guys want to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yes, yeah. that's, I think yeah. that's our ultimate goal. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, realistically, it's it, it's fun to do. This sort of like industrial tinge, dark stuff, but mm. realistically, we want to sit down, watch a movie, and just like, okay, yeah, we 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 got this. We uh, let's let's build this. Let's do this here because again, with the way that we work, mm-hmm. we know that 
I'm creating a sound. Derek's like, okay, if I put this synth in here, it's going to create that much tension. Okay, but if you put that synth there, we need to end we, the crescendo right here. Just before that happens, has to be this sound, and exactly. then we we sort of nail it. I guess you do. I, I heard it. You're hearing it now, folks, too. Um, I, I, along the lines of soundtracks, this is an interesting one. I, I want to I'll pick your brains at this one because you. Pegritz was looking at my uh, collection of uh, old paperback novels there. Jaws 2, uh, Halloween 3. Alan Dean Foster's uh, version the thing. of The Thing. Yep. Yeah, that's a favorite of mine. Well, here's a soundtrack that I, I can't get my hands on because I don't think there officially ever was one. Terrible movie, good soundtrack, uh, Howling 2. Oh, no, yeah. it actually was just re-released. you got to be kidding me. Yes, it is I, actually out I, there. Yeah, With it, the howling, that's that song that opens up the movie. Yes. Like, that's yeah, a it, badass yeah, song. Th- there was actually just uh, an article from... I think it was Rue Morgue a few months ago. No, no, it was Fangoria. It was Fangoria. Um, it was a few months ago where they were talking specifically about the soundtrack and that it was getting re-released because yeah, it, because yeah. there was like that really yep. cool sort of like um, there's like a heavy new wave song in the yeah. club scene. And that's what they were talking about was that particular song. It's like, yeah, you know, the soundtrack is going to be But who out opens there. up? The, who, the, who, that's a kind of a gothic new, new yeah. wave song. Who's, there's, it's an, a common – I think they're a known band that opens no, up the not, movie. No, no, no. no. Nope. It, it was – they were studio musicians. That's it. Yeah. yeah, they just brought some people in and said, hey, let's create a song that sounds like this and it for worked. that yeah. scene. And boom, there it is. Man, yeah, because the movie is not memorable. No, But the no. music is. Yeah. I mean, that's just – okay, I, I can't believe you guys know that. That's hysterical. So how do you get this? Is it on Amazon or something? Um, or? I, I – I don't know. I it, it, like, yeah, I'll, I'll have to go back to the Fangoria article. Okay, and I'll, cool. Uh, I'll send that off. Yeah, and, I need uh, to get my hands yeah. on that. I have a friend, uh, Randall Larson. Uh, he's a, fa- a Facebook friend of mine, and he collects movie soundtracks. Okay. He is the man to go to for movie soundtracks. So he was the one who alerted me that that was going to be available. <laughs> Somebody else liked it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm in shock. It's been 25 years plus yeah. since I, you know, met other people that know what I'm talking about. Well, that, you know, interestingly, it's interesting you bring that up because this is something that Arvin and I were talking about the other day. Um, the kind of soundtracks that we want to do are those iconic soundtracks, such as the um, the you know the soundtracks from John Carpenter movies? Yeah, I have it right over there. Yeah, right, I mean, right next to Suspiria soundtrack. Exactly, <laughs> and Suspiria. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know, whenever you hear, you know, that's right. Halloween. Yeah, or dun 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 dun. That Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course, that's. I have to like the Thing soundtrack. Oh, we were yeah, we were literally just talking about that. It's right there. Yeah, but that's another one that it's it's iconic only because of the sound because there there's no nobody remembers the melody of it, but they they remember the don't 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 yeah don't Yep. <laughs> you know, and and that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that we really want to do because you know Arvin's got the the sound design genius. I mean, I don't even know how he does it. I've watched him do it. I've tried to do it myself. <laughs> I mean, we have the same equipment basically. I, I have no idea how he does it. I, I no no clue. I mean, I, I like I said, I've watched him do it, and it's just like uh, I uh, if I'm, I did that, it would just sound like crap. I'm basically <laughs> a room full of monkeys tapping on. A bunch of typewriters, and I end up with Shakespeare. That's 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 about how it <laughs> and, is. And the thing is, it's Shakespeare every time. It's like you know, one minute he's he's cranking out the synth version of Macbeth. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's um, a Midsummer's Night's Dream. And I try this stuff, and all I get is Cymbeline. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. I had no idea, Arvin. Hey, you, you, you come, you're full of surprises every time you come in here. Uh, 
How about that book on the end there, Pegritz? You, you found that one there right away. I can't believe you even... Slimer. Slimer. Um, and it's not about the guy from Ghostbusters. Not at all, man. Whose Slimer. real name is Onion Head. I wish people would actually acknowledge is that. that. Is His that name right? is Onion Head, yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Well, Slimer's known as Proteus in the horror movie world, which was just okay. I don't know. That book, I can't believe... That's something else you, you picked up on right away. I was a huge horror fan, paperback horror fan back yeah. in the 80s. Don't you miss that when you could walk into the mall and buy that paperback before the movie came out? Oh, yeah. From hills. Walden Books. Yeah, yeah Walden <laughs> hills, Books. Hills, man. I used to go up to the hills in Uniontown, um, and they would have... They had this giant horror section. Oh, it was man. and it was mostly tour and leisure books. Yep, yep, tour. I remember that. Jeez. Oh man, we, you know, before we forget, we should really tell people where to find you guys on Twitter. Uh we well we we are um generally like if you actually jump to our uh website morpheus-laughing.com, you'll uh you'll you'll find us and creepy pictures of us <laughs> and uh and our links to our Facebook pages, uh, uh, the SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Okay. Uh, the music is available for people now or no? Well, we, we have on our SoundCloud, we have, uh, uh, Nancy Thompson up. We may put okay. like, probably like one more. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're just, we're in talk with like a couple of labels who are already sort of interested in, in stuff. So cool. we don't want to put everything no, out there just right. yet. Right. So. Well, there's, um, Bandcamp. I recommend yeah. to all the bands I talk to because that, that goes right to the money goes to yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And, and Bandcamp is amazing. Yes, like, it is. Like the, the, the stuff that you find on there. Mm-hmm. I remember last, Two weeks ago, I, I just typed synthwave, uh, yes. looking for something, and we found this amazing this, this guy who it was it was like literally like soundtracks with vocoded vocals on top of it. Yep. We're just like, where did this stuff yeah. come from? I tell all the band, bands that come in here, come on the show, that they need to go there. Uh, Bandcamp. I, I have actually the the people that do our intro and outro and other background music. Uh, band called Yard Panther, uh, two sisters and. Uh, a guy down in Austin, Texas, and they didn't know about it. Now they're on there, and now people know who they are, and just great people. It's it, it's a I think it's a great place for musicians to go to. The oh, other yeah. one, is Reverb Nation. I'm not sure how. I know it's people use it. Yeah, I've got a I've I've got a band camp mm-hmm. uh, for my personal stuff, uh, my solo stuff, and I've got a Reverb Nation. Okay. And it's just it's just my name, Derek C F Pegritz. And if you say, honestly, if you just search Pegritz, P-E-G-R-I-T-Z, yeah, I was gonna you'll tell you spell find. That. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, and we'll find you on Facebook, of course, too. Yeah. Um, now, album-wise, what's going to yeah. happen? This is the age of putting out four songs EP, maybe one single, and maybe an album down the road. I find a lot of bands lately have been doing one or two songs at a time, even. So. Well, we we have, what, like six songs yeah. done? Um and of course, we we just started one last week. Uh, we have another one that's also sort of like in the background. Yep. Um, you know, we realistically speaking, again, because we're, 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 we don't want to be a touring band. Uh, right. Derek and I are both in our forties. We're like, uh, if we were in our twenties, sure, but you know, we've got responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, we're old and <laughs> tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we we would love to have <laughs> old and tired. Um, you know, we, we'd love to have like a record label put put something out for us only because we've been doing music so long that we we really want someone to say oh my god this is good enough for me to press to cd or press to vinyl all we Mm -hmm. want is validation yeah exactly (laughs) like like, validate our existence yeah exactly (laughs) well that's what we're trying to do here uh that's why i do what i do on kettle whistle radio um you could always find me here of course on these airwaves you can go to www.fairlydarkproductions.com for all the shows you'll see the books there as well there's new stuff coming out i should I, i do have to make an announcement too that I will be in a film coming up. I'm, I, several films coming out, 
but I'm actually going to be a zombie and Uncle, my Uncle John is a zombie, the John Russo flick coming out and we're filming this weekend. I have to be available at 6.30 a.m. Saturday and Sunday this weekend and oh, for makeup and, ooh, get ready to hurry up and wait. I hurry yep. up and wait. That's and what I hear. And sit there. Yeah, I don't know if they're doing the eye thing. I imagine they're doing the, uh, you know, yeah. and that I heard they, they're painful to take out if you don't take them out right away. Yep. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. These eyes don't need that. No. But I am looking forward to this and it should be a lot of fun, uh, with, uh, you know, I have to thank my publisher, Gary, uh, uh, Gary over there at, uh, Burning Bull Publishing for the opportunity. And, um, I don't know, guys, you need to tell us what else we have to look forward to for, uh, with you guys. What's the, uh, future of Morpheus laughing? Well, I mean, honestly, like we're, you know, our, our plan is to do a couple of shows every three months, you know, um, but we, we really just want to up the theatricality of it because quality over quantity. Yeah. You know, uh, like I said, the, the shows that we're doing in, uh, March and there's two that we're kind of working on. Okay. Um, we're, we're going like full, like videodrome on them. And, uh, this, this one's actually going to have a backing film, which, we couldn't get done the last time. That's cool. Um, That's awesome. Very ministry of you. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yes. and Skinny Puppy. And yeah. um, incidentally, if, for for those of you who don't know, that our name Morpheus Laughing comes from a Skinny Puppy song on Too Dark Park, which is one of my. I, that was the album that got me into Skinny Puppy. And that's probably one of my all-time favorite songs. And, you know, we were trying to figure out what to call ourselves. Um, Arvin yeah. just said, uh, Morpheus Laughing. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> I think at one point we were going to call ourselves the other gods. We're like, nah, don't like it. It, yeah. it just doesn't, uh, doesn't fit. But, yeah, Morpheus Laughing, it just sort of, like, rolled off the tongue. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. 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 That, that's definitely it. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely badass and good stuff. I guess we need to go out with a song. Yeah. What do we have left except I think oh, we, my favorite one. So what, what is it that, that grabs you about that one? I don't know. I think because I knew it was about an anime character. Well, no, no. Nancy Thompson was. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nancy Thompson. Yeah. Okay, but I'll, I'll edit that. <laughs> no, 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 But no, Nancy Thompson. Uh, well, we, no, we, we started off with Nancy. Oh, did we? Yeah. Yeah, that's Nancy. right. Oh, yeah. oh, so it is a, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey kids, see that happens all the time on live radio. <laughs> that's all right. I just got cut right there. Nope. Keep it. You know what? <laughs> Kids, um, you know, you're all Uncle Arvin, uh, ain't what he used to be. Like that. Pegasus, he's getting up there in age. Back when I was your age, uh, what was I talking about? Back when I was your age, I I had to, I had to sequence my beats in a tracker and DOS. Oh, DOS, that's I'm actually what well, I'm not kidding. Yeah, like, we're, we're not joking. The, we oh, the program it. that we started that we first started using back in the day was called Impulse Tracker, and it was a DOS program. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How did it sound? Uh, well, it sounded great. Yeah, it actually sounded really damn good because it, it's just triggering samples. But it's just oh, now that like it's not backwards. Like we actually have these these tracks from our original recordings that all we have left are 128 kilobit uh, versions of them. Right, uh, and it kills us. Because, do you, yeah. do you remember Mixmaster Studio? That was one oh, of the first yeah. ones. That came yes. Oh yeah, I remember Mixmaster. Oh yeah, it couldn't be used uh, unless you had a certain uh, sound card. If I right. remember, oh yeah, Sound Blaster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that drove me crazy. Sound Blaster only. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, what what uh what what sort of grabs you about Nancy Thompson? Okay, well, or, Ahsoka. Jesus. Ahsoka, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just I just blew my brains uh, metaphorically on uh, on his Star Wars. I, Poster. I, Sorry about that. I like the arrangement mostly. Yeah. I like the build. 
Um, and I, I don't think there's actually a drop in there until the vocals kick in. Like the, the, the creepy vocals come in like halfway through, or is it like maybe two minutes into it? Well, th- there's that long, um, that long, uh, yeah, intro. Yeah. Um, where, where we like literally, mm-hmm. uh, sampled Evangelion. Like, like, and we, we specifically, I, I, I went back and I, I sampled both the English version yeah. and the Japanese version because she's half English. Or she's ha- she's American and Japanese. She's also part German, German yeah. but there was no German dub of it. So mm-hmm. I had the Japanese and English going back and forth because it's like, okay, this girl's going crazy. Yeah. So why not really have her brain kind of? It yeah, you it definitely that that totally I, I got that vibe from it, and yeah. that's what I liked. Of course, I like the character, you know. Yeah. So if I hear a song like that, that's it. No, really. That, you wrapped it up right there for me <laughs> several times. We had to rewind yeah. and now, but you know, I'm glad you guys could come in here. You're always welcome yeah. back. Yeah, thanks for so oh, much for having um, Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. This was great. Keep up the good music. That's thanks. all I have to say. Um, and, uh, okay, do you guys want to plug one more time where to get you guys? Yep, Morpheus-Laughing.com. Okay. And if you honestly just go to Google and search for Morpheus Laughing, you'll find our stuff. Yeah. After you sort through all the skinny puppy. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But actually, if you look for Morpheus Laughing Pittsburgh, boom. Yeah, you find us. Well, we're going to go out with Ahsoka is not dead. However, I'd rather before that, a little intro, how about a little Humpty Dance on the on your little... Oh, you, you want... All right. Okay. All right. Stop what, what you're, you're doing because I'm, I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you used to. I look funny, but you don't make making money, see? So your world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather round. I'm the new fool in town and the sound's laid down by the underground. I'll drink up all the Hennessy you got on your shelf. So just let me introduce myself. Do rear. Do rear. Do rear. Oh, there's that little bass groove there. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks.
Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts, and hear the culture. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid.